to another episode of What She Said. I'm your host, Lucy Lucroft, a freelance journalist, blogger, and podcaster based in Brighton. And you're listening to Series 4, Episode 8. No, is it 7? <laughs> it's Episode 7, Conflicting Values. In this solo episode, I am going to chat about some of the conflicts I've that have come up for me when it comes to my many, many values. <laughs> it's one I'm kind of in the midst of working through, so forgive any nonsense that comes out of my mouth. <laughs> but keep me accountable. If I say something offensive, tell me, always. I really hope I won't, but you know. Before I jump in, here's a quick reminder to subscribe to the show so that you don't miss any episodes and to rate and review it too if the mood takes you. Okay, that's it. Let's dive in. Have you ever been called out or in or thought you were woke and had to Google it or found that even though you feel super passionately about a boycott, you just really want that piece of hugely unethical chocolate? I'm with you. I'm pretty sure we all are. (laughs) So in my quest for full transparency, I wanted to share a few of the inner conflicts that I'm having at the moment and what I'm doing about it. It's not going to be a how-to post or anything like that. It's really just a few of the conflicts that I'm having, a little insight into my brain, where it's at, and um, probably not much resolution to it. I I guess it's a conversation starter. (laughs) Speaking of which, if you want to start the conversation, always come find me over on social. I'm on Twitter at Lucy Lucraft. I'm on Instagram at Lucy Lucraft. um, Or you can use the hashtag what she said podcast across anything. So number one, motherhood versus myself. (laughs) It's the title of a really good superhero movie, is it? (laughs) This one is so loaded and it should really come under the banner of mum guilt. I remember Charlie Swift saying once that she doesn't really go in for mum guilt and I've never been more inspired and jealous at the same time. The truth is, I put my needs on a par with my daughter Anais's. If I need sleep, I need sleep and she's going to have to either get on board or have a very grumpy mama the next day. Although we never sleep trained as such, we did buy into the idea of a bedtime routine dictated by us at a time that meant that we, aka me and my husband, had an evening to ourselves and a good night's sleep too. That really worked for us. It doesn't work for everybody. Um, No judgment to those who do it differently. No judgment to those who do it exactly the same. Just no judgment. (laughs) I also wholeheartedly love the Emilia Reggio and Montessori approach to childcare. I don't agree with traditional school structures. Um, Anais is given a whole heap of independence and we don't enforce strict rules around, well, around anything really, bar teeth brushing, because teeth. But I acknowledge my privilege here. I can afford childcare and I work from home and I have support. I've got my husband, we've got family, even though they're not close by we have family that can help us and 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 loads more and even with all of that I still choose to prioritize myself sometimes and I'm okay with that even though yes having a child is a blessing and a choice and I'm doing it again because I'm pregnant I still get to avoid soft play and play dates because they are hell that's all number two disordered eating and veganism Ah, this is a tricky one. So I will talk a little bit more about this another day. But since teenhood, I don't know, is that a word? Um, I have suffered with both eating disorders and subsequently post-recovery disordered eating. After we moved to Brighton, 
And certainly when I got pregnant again, this reared its ugly head in a big way. So I sought help, therapy and a nutritionist. Um, I, aka my therapist, quickly realised I had used veganism as a way to legitimise and hide my disordered eating. That was super manageable before I started growing a human and could live in, live on endless coffee and minimal meals. But morning sickness decreed I needed to eat and eat quickly. And I guess maternal instinct, whatever, kicked in and there was just no way that I was going to deprive myself and my baby, even though I felt as though I was doing it very begrudgingly. So I also discovered through the GP and uh, my lovely nutritionist Rose that I was deficient in a fair few vitamins. I don't want to cast aspersions or even talk about how to have a healthy vegan pregnancy because you can do it and it's entirely possible to get everything bar vitamin B12 through in sufficient quantities through a vegan diet. Um, a balanced vegan diet which is not the diet I had so I'm not holding myself up as a paragon of um, vegan virtue the fact that I was deficient in quite a lot of these things um, through my blood tests does not mean that every vegan <laughs> once they're pregnant will be I'm yeah there's a lot there's lots of variables going on there I'm typically very low on iron anyway so um, it, I'm yeah so where's the conflict then? <laughs> well, I became vegan for ethical and environmental reasons, um, along with quite a few others. And if you want to learn about that, you can listen to those reasons on uh, the Podmas episode from 2017, which I will link in the show notes. But clearly this has become very mixed up in my own shiz, for want of a better word. I'm trying to keep it clean. And quite honestly... I didn't feel great. Chickpea, the amount of chickpeas that I ate, the amount of lentils that I ate, and I didn't particularly enjoy eating them, bar in hummus, which I love. I'm Arab, so that would be ridiculous if I didn't like hummus. Um, I didn't feel great. They don't agree with me. Um, so, and my skin was terrible. I was really low in energy. So now I eat a few eggs as in a few eggs a week, not a day, a couple of portions of fish and one portion of chicken a week. We have a roast chicken on a Sunday now, which we then get to turn into uh, lovely leftovers throughout the week. Obviously, this is all ethically sourced, etc. Although I don't believe there is a humane way of rearing and killing an animal to eat them. So I, I'm living with that. Um, but for me right now, it's kind of not the point. Having strict rules and regulations around my eating is not something I need or should be doing. So I'm being really kind and compassionate to myself about it. As opposed to being vegan, because everybody loves a label, I say I'm plant-based. Although really, <laughs> I don't know why we need labels for how we eat. It's kind of madness but it's all a spectrum isn't it but um I would certainly say that I am plant-based probably 80% of my meals are plant-based but actually I don't even know why I'm putting these percentages in I'm I'm basically judging myself now and uh trying to legitimize it aren't I I'm trying to seek your approval it's okay <laughs> I'm plant-based end of number three income versus authenticity oh, this one is more clear-cut I guess but loaded with layers of privilege and emotion 
first off, I don't think the two are mutually exclusive. I just want to say that right away because, yeah. But this has been a conflict coming up for me this year as I've tried new things, as I've failed at things, as I've flexed my muscles in certain areas and struggled to maintain consistent income. The biggest issue for me, affiliate income. I do have some ethical affiliates, Mooncup, Etsy, Thinks, uh, but the majority of that income comes through travel bookings or Amazon and uh, Amazon is not even rightly ethical. Can I afford to drop it? Not really. But should I? Probably. I'd hoped Patreon would be a place to fund the podcast so I wouldn't rely on other forms of income, aka the crappy kind. However, this has been a real uphill battle and to be totally honest, now takes up way more time than I expected. So actually, I'm I'm in kind of a deficit with that too. I probably make about £30 a month from that at the moment. Um, which a, it doesn't cover my costs slash I put in quite a lot of time. Um, so it just doesn't work out at all. And then accessibility. So I do provide free content in the form of my podcast, blog, Instagram, and newsletter, but is it really free if I then use that to advertise my paid stuff? And is it really free if someone has to put in their email address? I mean, I felt increasingly uncomfortable about this. I do offer pay what you can spots as standard for my courses, my workshops, anything. Actually, no, not anything because I don't offer pay what you can for my consultancy. But again, this isn't 100% accessible because I'm tiering it. So you have to opt into this level, which I think carries emotional labor. Again, I don't know the answer, but I don't feel amazing about it. Answers on a postcard if someone can give me the answer and and <laughs> make this particular conflict go away. I will love you forever. Number four, zero waste versus zero plastic. Again, not mutually exclusive, but let's be real. When you hit, head into a supermarket to buy an apple, you are balancing approximately three million different values. It's a loaded purchase. And maybe instead of zero waste versus zero plastic, I should say just overall sustainability versus zero plastic. Let's go back to the apple. So this apple is from Israel. I mean, I support the pro-Palestine anti-apartheid movement, so I avoid products from Israel. I'm not going to buy that one. This apple is from France um, and packaging free, but it's more expensive than all the others. This apple is from South Africa and it's in plastic. Oh, yeah. Also, it has a carbon footprint because it flew here. I mean, obviously it's not that dramatic, but also these apple, this apple conundrum is kind of a really bad one because it's quite easy. What is relatively simple to get apples from England, but you see where I'm coming from, right? A big struggle I had when I first started looking at my overall waste was the fact so many vegan convenience products, cheese, tofu, came in unrecyclable, unreusable plastic. But on the flip side, no animals were harmed in the making and yay, less greenhouse gases. So surely that's more important? Well, yes and no. Landfill is an issue on both an eyesore and carbon footprint level. Food waste produces methane, aka greenhouse gases, aka climate change. And the combination of single-use plastic on top of the food waste means it can't decompose as efficiently. Anybody who's ever tried to compost knows the delicate balancing act of green versus brown waste. 
Of course, plastic doesn't decompose at all, but the fact that there are layers of it on top of the waste that could theoretically decompose means nothing does it very well at all. At a push, I opt for reducing my plastic waste, not reducing my use, although my usage of plastic is also fairly low because I'm able to compost my food waste. I'm plant-based, so it's not particularly hideous to do. Oh, I haven't even talked about water, which stops me from recycling too many glass jars. So that's a whole other thing. (laughs) Number five, faith versus, well, everything. (laughs) This might be a motive too. Until fairly recently, I went to church every week. But I stopped for a few reasons, although I still read the Bible and I pray daily. This fact often surprises people because A, I don't really talk about it that much. And B, I don't know, I guess... I don't seem like the stereotypical churchgoer. I'm half Egyptian, and although there are Coptic Christians in Egypt, the majority um, of folk are Muslim. Anyway, I have a lot of issues with the church. A lot. I don't agree with a lot of the teaching, particularly when it comes to women. I'm wholeheartedly pro-choice. Uh, I also don't agree with some of the teaching of LGBTQIA plus matters um, and some of the stories from the Bible that are pulled out to try and prove that um, homosexuality is wrong. Jesus was an Arab, like me, so why is everyone depicted as blonde and white? That annoys me. But overall, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I just haven't found a church that shares what I think of them yet so that's it that's a wrap on today's episode thank you so so much for listening to the episode i hope you enjoy thank you so so much for listening to the episode i hope you enjoyed my solo ramble please do let me know either way by tweeting or dropping me an instagram dm i'm at lucy lucraft on both see you next week